welcome to the Hotter Than Health podcast. My name is Eliza Gelman, and in this podcast, I will be bringing resources and stories for those looking to expand and elevate their lives, bringing you provocative interviews and conversations with leaders and innovators within the wellness, health, business, and self-improvement space every week. You will leave every single episode with tools, resources, and tips that you can implement directly into your life. Who doesn't love a good takeaway? And I would drink this every single day. And then I noticed my natural energy reserves and my adrenals and all aspects of my body, my liver, everything just began to function so much better. Mm-hmm. So I did that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, after about a week of noticing my hair, my skin, my nails, the weight started to drop off. I was no longer craving food that didn't love my body. I was actually enjoying food that loved my body back. Training my taste to trim my waist, as I like to say. Hello, hello. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Hotter Than Health. If this is your first time here, welcome. My name is Eliza Gelman. I'm your host, podcaster, and nutritionist. And today we have an absolutely incredible interview. I say that every week, and every week I mean it. I feel like these guests just keep getting better, and we're just going up and to the right. So let's just start there. Today, we have on the founder of Organifi, Drew Canoli. If you've heard this podcast before, especially within the past couple of months, you know that I have been working closely with Organifi to really spread the word on this fantastic supplementation company. Not only are they focusing on plant proteins, but they're also focused on adaptogens and greens powders and just evolving every single day. They take feedback very seriously. They take the environment very seriously and they take the ingredients and the quality of those ingredients very, very seriously. I'm, I'm so thrilled about this podcast episode. Not only are we going to be talking about the origin of Organifi and how Drew Canoli came to be in this space, but we also get into that mind-body connection, we really get into his story of how he overcame uh, a significant amount of weight loss, he overcame uh, a traumatic childhood, and he really just flipped life and did a 180 and is now absolutely driven to make sure that everyone he can reach has all of the resources that they need to live a healthy lifestyle. So before we get into that, I wanted to introduce a couple of little housekeeping, not rules, y'all know what I'm saying. We're going to do a little bit of housekeeping. Quick reminder to follow us on Instagram at Hotter Than Health Podcast. You can also follow me at Eliza G underscore wellness, where you can find stories and daily nutrition tips and shit like that. You can also find us on Facebook. We're starting to create a bit of a community there. We're posting some more candid videos. Uh, We're doing a little bit more content there just to make sure that we're all connecting. We're building out the community. If you guys have questions specifically, all you need to do is go on to Facebook if you still use ye old Facebook and type in Hotter Than Health Podcast, answer a couple questions, and you'll be in the group. Good stuff. Now that that is over, let's get into... Who is Drew Canoli? So Drew Canoli is the founder of power supplement company, well, corporation company Organifi. Absolutely, like I said, a powerhouse. They have so many different products that I use daily. It's absolutely 
mind-blowing how high quality these ingredients are. I think you guys will all love them and I have a code for you. Do not worry. So he's the founder of Organifi. He has written 12 books. He's the author of UBU and he's focused on empowering the mind and the body. This guy is just as soon as we hop in, I want to I want to give this some attention because it's not often that there is a podcast interview that goes so back and forth. And what I mean by that is typically it's me interviewing our guests. That's the goal. That's the whole premise of a podcast interview, right? But with Drew, he was responding with questions. He likes, he likes to listen and he wants to understand who he's talking to. He's so present. And I think that that is something, if you take nothing else away from this podcast episode, I really believe that understanding and seeing how a successful, financially successful, fit, healthy, strong, masculine type of man can be so present and gentle, but not in a a way that that pacifies what he's saying. It more so makes you feel at ease just by his calming energy. So I really think that you'll get a lot out of this. And he's very into biohacking. So we're going to learn some things that you may not have, uh, you may not have heard before that could really enhance your lifestyle. We're all about optimizing natural energy and digestion and mental clarity and focus. And so is he just in a more intense way. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear all of those wild things that he does every single day to make sure that he is operating at his highest. Drew Canoli, you can find him on Instagram at Drew Canoli, C-A-N-O-L-E, like holy cannoli. And if you guys have any questions about the products, feel free to reach out or just go to the show notes and you can check out the Organifi link. You can go to Organifi.com backslash H-T-H for a 20% off discount. Go to the show notes. The link is already in there. Or if you already follow us on Instagram, check it out for 20% off of all products. My favorite right now is definitely the vanilla protein. If you've followed me on Instagram, you know that I am all about the vanilla protein as well as the greens powder. Try and do that like four or five times per week if I'm not already doing my celery juice in the morning. Y'all, this shit is good. And of course, it's easy for the founder of the company to say why this product is good. But once you hear this story, once you understand where he came from and where his heart and soul comes from behind this behind this product, behind this purpose, it, it's going to motivate you. I think we're all just going to get up off our ass and make some shit happen today after listening to this podcast episode. So without further ado... I am so pleased to introduce our guest today, Drew Connolly. Welcome to the podcast. I knew there was no one else that I wanted to have on here to talk about Organifi, to talk about um, supplementation companies. So talk to me about you and your background. How did you get started in this? Give us, give us your story. Give us the Drew Cannoli story. Mm, the Drew Cannoli story. Well, it started when I was a young Padawan. Mm. I was uh, b- brought into this life experience. I was actually physically abused and tortured as a kid. It's pretty horrific. It was one of the worst cases. My dad would put cigarettes out on my forehead and my mom, you know, a bit like she was just very like, she'd be gone for a week or two. And, and they were young, they were like 18, 19. So of course they were doing a whole cadre of different copious amounts of drugs. And uh, I, I grew up and from that, you know, I 
had a lot of in-body trauma. So I've always been a student of having coaches, learning. I did EMDR when I was like seven years old. So I started to rewire my brain and pull myself out of fight or flight. And it really, it worked well when I was young. And then over time, my unconscious just started to wear on me. So I started to eat things that weren't favorable to, to my body. I like to call it my meat suit. Um, you know, sugar, dairy, wheat, artificial sweeteners, soy, all these things. And I got up to 250 pounds and I was just out of shape, lethargic. And I was harboring a lot of what had happened in my past. And the more I let go of that, and also while juicing, so 11 years, I started to drink 32 ounces of green juice every day. And after a week, I would drink 64 ounces a day. And then I did a seven day cleanse of nothing but juice. And, you know, it was 11 years ago, fasting wasn't even really talked about, but I had a YouTube channel and I would put it on YouTube, a video every single day. I had one of those HD flip cams. You remember one of those? So I'd shoot my video, plug it in. I was editing my own videos. So like into you, it was like a one man show or a one woman show back then for you, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, the more I did it, the more people started to transform their lives. So soon it was 12 views on my YouTube video. And then all of a sudden I was getting hundreds of thousands of views, millions of views on my YouTube. And I started to just build this educational environment where people were so plugged into feeling great through the power of mother nature. 11 years ago, I started, I enjoyed giving so much that it actually healed some of the in-body trauma that I had as a kid. And uh, that was really where, when I began to take my life to the next level. So breaking past scarcity issues, breaking past all the limitations that were self-imposed in my mind. And then I got in the best shape of my life. I got down to 180. I was 7% body fat and I've had every type of transformation you can imagine. Right now I'm about 200 at 7% body fat. So, and I'm strong, like I'm stronger than most 20 year olds. And a lot of that has to do with mindset. A lot of that has to do with what we put in our bodies, as you know, and I swear by superfoods, adaptogens, Chinese mushrooms, and those are, they're part of my family. I'm at one with all those things that I put in my body every day. And Organifi is the backbone of what and why we created that. Cause I just want people to feel how much energy they can get from the natural food that mother nature has. That's one of the philosophies that I talk about all the time is just um, increasing your natural energy through not only nutrition, but overall your wellness patterns that you instill in your everyday yes. life. So you mentioned that you had gone through a lot of therapy as a child and it was that self-imposed? Was that something that you decided or were your parents like, oh shit, got to stop putting cigarettes out on my son, go get some therapy. What, are, what was that like? Oh, I was taken from the home at five. So I, as a kid, I could also, I saw an angel come into my field and he pulled out a quarter out from behind my ear and he said, God has great things in store for you. And I was like, well, who's God? Like nobody in this family is like praying to God. But in my body, there was this knowing and it was a remembering of, whoa, there's something deeper beyond what I'm seeing in this, this matrix or this hologram, whatever we want to call it. And I just started to like talk to God and I'm like, Hey, like, I know you're here. I feel that you're here. Remove me from this house. And then within two weeks after I saw this angel, my sister got stabbed in the eye with a fork and she escaped a window to the neighbor. And then the state police came in in Michigan and we, they took us away. So they were able to remove us from the environment where we were adopted. Right. Cause I was adopted as a kid. And then when I was like five, six years old, my mom had, 
heard about EMDR and these other healing modalities. So that's really when I began to, to heal from that. And my mom has the biggest heart, like this Michigan adopted mom and my adopted dad. They're like the sweetest people ever. So lots wow. of healing came from that. Okay. That's, uh, that's a whole nother podcast. Maybe part two, we'll dive deeper into that. Yes. That's first of all, thank you for sharing, but it's really incredible how you can articulate this, but it doesn't, it doesn't seem like you're just numb to it. It seems like you have fully processed all of it and you're able to come out on the other side talking about it. It's not just, it's, it's through a healing process, not just a, yeah, this is what happened to me. I'm numb from it. You've actually created a pathway in your own mind that has made you be able to leverage what you have right now. So you know what I mean? Thank you, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. And so you said that you had gone through these therapies and then it was time to explore different modalities. And you noticed that you were starting to eat unhealthy things and you ended up being 200 plus pounds, which is maybe more excessive for your frame at the, at the type of weight that it was. So talk to me about what that looked like. So what was the transition from junk food drew potentially to juicing drew that's a super stark contrast. yeah i didn't really eat a lot of junk food i was never like a junk food guy i was a comfort food guy mm-hmm. so mashed potatoes shepherd's pie mac and cheese hamburgers hot dogs pizza pizza was like my whole entire food group at one point and uh, oreos was probably my junk food that i would eat you couldn't eat just one oreo you had to eat like a whole sleeve no it's not a thing Pringles. Oh man, I used to kill those Pringles cans. And then you find out like what's inside it, right? So I made it my... There's a reason why you can't stick your hand all the way to the bottom of the can. (laughs) Got to rip it open like a bear. Um, Yeah. So I did a lot of that and I put on all this weight and I just remember feeling so embarrassed to take my shirt off at the beach. And I was afraid to like be intimate with women because I was like embarrassed about my body. And I remember uh, when I really first, I was always working out, like I was always lifting weights just because I believed in exercise. And I started lifting when I was like 16 years old, but I just, I didn't look like it. I just looked like an average dude, right? Probably not. You wouldn't look at me and be like, this guy's obese or anything like that, but just kind of like average. Yeah. And I knew that there was more to life. I knew there was more to the energy and the mitochondria and the different systems of my body that I hadn't quite accessed. So the more, actually, it's funny, the more spiritual work I did, because at the time I met a mentor who I would meet with five days a week and we'd talk about spiritual texts and God and these other things. And that really propelled my mind. And then the body followed the mind. I love that. that I think that sense. a lot of times I just had someone on the podcast last week and he was mentioning he's into um neural manifestation and um he's a manifestation coach and he always he works with a lot of women on and men on weight loss and typically 99 percent of the time they're not tracking macros it's all about what's hidden within and once they pull that out because it really is like the body does follow the mind i think that so often we are almost fooled into thinking that okay we're at this plateau i need to change something in diet i need to change something in my fitness whatever I'm doing in fitness. And truly it comes from so much deeper. It sounds to me, if like you were, you were already noticing that you 
it was holding you back from things, holding you back from intimacy, holding you back from relationships, maybe confidence, magnetism. So you ended up juicing. There's a million people and a million different perspectives on juicing. And if that's fasting and X, Y, Z, talk about your experience with intense juicing and what that led to. Yeah. Juicing really helped heal my mind around, I need to constantly be consuming food. And it really helped me be more creative because my digestional pathway wasn't always breaking down food all day long, every day. And it gave me an opportunity to take a break on all my systems, not just my stomach, but also the endocrine system and the different hormone systems and the pituitary. And it really opened up my pineal gland too. I was able to see things more clearly and have that direct connection a lot easier. So fasting was one of my favorite things to do 11 years ago and still is today. I'll do intermittent fasting three, four days a week. And then I'll do every month. I try to do like a three or a four day just cleanse. Just water cleanse or juice cleanse? Water and juice and bone broth. Low fat, something like that. Okay. So something that's not taking, it's not taxing on your digestion basically. Yeah. Giving my digestion a break is what I like to do. So I'm a big proponent of that. And then also while I do that cleanse, I'm skin brushing. I'm doing the lymphatic drainage stuff. I do cold plunge and hot plunge every day. I do lots of biohacking, peptide Mm -hmm. therapy, NAD, all the other things too. NED, that's something I definitely want to learn more about. I find it so fascinating. But you do intermittent fasting. You do all this biohacking. That's where you are right now. So was it, was it, you know, you saw something on YouTube and you were like, fuck it. I'm just going to go a week of just juicing. Because you said you started with like 18 ounces, then 32, 64. What was that process like? Because I feel like a lot of people who might be looking for a shift would find that overwhelming. Yeah. The only thing you need to do is easy, get a juicer. Like the first juicer I bought was like 97 bucks. It was a Jack LaLanne power pro juicer. Shout out Jack LaLanne. Yeah. Shout out Jack LaLanne. And what's funny is 11 years ago, I I made a vision board and I put at the top, I want to be like the next Jack LaLanne and teach people how to juice. Right. So I got this juicer. I'm juicing every day, 32 ounces of green juice. And what was in it? Let's get specific. So what, like talk about what was in it. So kale, cucumber, Swiss chard, ginger, a little bit of lemon, and that was it. Celery too, right? So it was like a mean green juice is what we would call it. And I would drink this every single day. And then I noticed my natural energy reserves and my adrenals and all aspects of my body, my liver, everything just began to function so much better. Mm-hmm. So I did that. Mm-hmm. And then... um yeah. After about a week of noticing my hair, my skin, my nails, the weight started to drop off. I was no longer craving food that didn't love my body. I was actually enjoying food that loved my body back. Training my taste to trim my waist, as I like to say. And uh, yeah, it's just, I had more focus. I had more presence when I would do the juice cleansing, mm-hmm. which is super powerful. It's super my, powerful. My meditation were, was deeper. We're in a time in our in the world where it's always instant gratification, which means we're always concerned about where we're going to get our next snack. More so, not because of our actual hunger, but because of that hand-mouth connection, the constant need to be stimulated by something. And so by eliminating that as an option, you really do free up. You, you start to realize that we're only using a, a minuscule part of our brain, but 
we all might think, oh, we're numbers people. Oh, we're not big readers. Oh, we're X, Y, Z. But actually we all have that in us, but we're so tapped out and taxed by just being consistently overstimulated by things that we're familiar with. So by like getting unfamiliar, you are, you're challenging yourself. You're creating new pathways. No wonder your taste buds were different and your body started to change and talk to you. Yeah. And then willpower starts to build up. And with willpower comes motivation. And the more motivation you have, you can start taking on even more changes, leading more into the unknown. Speaking of willpower, you're doing all these juices and you're focusing on yourself and your body and your soul and your life. Yeah. What it, for someone who's interested in getting into this work and taking that first step and maybe just juicing, or maybe they're going to get an Organifi Greens juice powder just to start there. What would you say was an example of when you really had to flex your willpower muscle during that time? I think, um, during the beginning of my transformation, I would work really hard like for five days out of the week and then the weekend would hit. And then I would have one, what we would call like a cheat meal, but I began to call it a treat meal instead of cheat because treat is like more positive with psychology. So I'd have this treat meal and then the rest of the weekend, it's like, there goes my willpower. Like I treated myself once, I might as well treat myself for a day. And then I treated myself for a day and then I might as well treat myself for three or four days. So I think it's understanding the adult's logical levels, which is the NLP, logical levels of identity shift and transformation. And on the first level is environment. And if we don't change our environment, like I talk about this in the Drew and You podcast too, then the friends, the people around us, our fridge, our cupboards, whatever it is that are obstacles will always hold us back and self-sabotage us from taking it to the next level. So I Mm -hmm. think that's true at the very beginning of my transformation. It was changing my environment so much so that none of these things that would tempt me were no longer there. So I would no longer want a treat meal at the end of the week. And I just felt so good that I would just continue. And then I would go for like two or three months of just being super, super healthy and then hitting every single health and fitness goal that I could ever imagine. But it takes the, it takes the commitment and it takes the, um, cutting off anything that is a normal thing, like you said, like leaning into the unknown. Have you read The Daily Stoic? There's a book by um, John Holiday or- Ryan uh, Holiday. B- Ryan Holiday. Oh my gosh, brain fart. I read it every yeah, single I, day. I haven't read it, but I'm familiar with stoicism. and It just seems like a lot of what you say is how he translate stoic texts. I think it's really, really interesting. So for anybody who's listening, who doesn't really know where to start lifestyle wise or morning routine wise, it's, it's a paragraph a day. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, Great book. Check it out. Become a stoic. I'll put it in the show notes for everyone. Yeah. Stoicism will change your damn life, but talk to me about where you are now. How did you know that you wanted to start this massive company? Was that always in you? Were you always an entrepreneur or? Yeah. Even when I was like six years old, I was like selling stuff on the bus. I was always uh, really interested in human behavior and understanding how humans think, how they move, how they choose things. And I love uh, heart to heart connection with other humans and bridging the gap between differences, separation. And for me, what that looked like was helping people with their health. No purpose, no intent to make money at all. Like that wasn't my goal. It was simply to help. And the more people I helped, obviously the more the money came in to do bigger, bigger things. 
And um, sure enough, five, six years into FitLife TV, we were getting like 16 million hits a month on our website organically. And then the organic reach fell off. So I was like, all right, we need to become marketers. What can we, what can we create to make people's lives even easier? And at the time I was juicing every day and I had, I think, 7 million followers online that were uh, juicing every day. A lot of them, not everybody, but most of them. Like YouTube? Yeah, YouTube, Facebook, all the things. Wow. And then I was like, how can we make their life easier? And that's when, you know, for nine months straight, we were losing money at FitLife TV. And I didn't know what we were going to do. And I just kept meditating every day and getting grateful. Like I was like the crazy gratitude guy. People are like, is this guy nuts? Like we literally lost like $600,000 in a year. And I'm like, we're going to turn our scars into stars. Like this is just what's going to happen. Watch. Like God is good. Let's have gratitude now. Like it doesn't matter. Most businesses fall under in the year and we've been in business for six years. So we got this. And then we launched Organifi Green Juice two weeks after this big kind of meeting that we had where we were all grateful and whatnot at the juice bar, local juicery in San Diego. And then after that meeting, two weeks later, we launched Organifi Green Juice and it was like an answer to everybody's prayer on the team. We literally, it took like three hours for our first sale to come in. And it was, I placed this PO on green juice. It was like the last money we had as a business. So it was either make or break. We're either going to do really well or we're going to go under, right? And uh, three hours into it, the first sale came in and then they continued to trickle in that day. And then the next day I filmed a couple more videos and that weekend we sold out of everything that we bought to begin with. What an amazing feeling. Yeah. And then five times after that, we just continued to sell out. So that was your original product, the green juice powder. It was the first superfood ever that took ancient Ayurvedic technologies, likened to ashwagandha, infused it with chlorella, spirulina, mint, beet, lemon, all the things that's in green juice, right? And uh, made it taste better than any other green juice on the market. So we use mint and matcha, no sugar. We use monk fruit to sweeten it a little bit monk fruit that's extracted in a really pure way because sometimes these things can have chemicals from the extraction method and everything else. So it was the highest quality green juice still is today, highest quality green juice on the market. And now we're pushing even further with glyphosate residue free, um, organic, which I know you're a big fan of. Mm-hmm. I think it's so organic's not organic's not good enough anymore. Neither is gluten free. And most people are consuming way too much glyphosate. Mm-hmm. So can you sure talk that- about that? Talk about glyphosate. What is it? I know I, anytime I talk about Organifi on the podcast, I make sure to talk about that because you guys are truly one of the only, if not the only supplement company that I've used or seen that has marked and actually paid for labeling that says glyphosate residue free, which is huge. Talk about that. Yeah. So glyphosate is a, basically an antibiotic and it's sprayed all over farmland everywhere in the world. Like it's hard actually to get any food at all that doesn't have glyphosate on it or in it. And there's a reason for that. The oligarchies that kind of control the planet for thousands of years uh, don't want human beings to be in their highest capacity. So they pretty much poison our food, long story short. They poison our water. They poison um, a lot of different things that disrupt our micro gut biome. Now, why would they do that? So the micro gut biome is one of the most important things for our immune system in the body. 
And if people were healthy in their gut, they're healthy in their body. Like hypocrisy says, right? Disease starts in the colon. So glyphosate attacks it and it creates all these autoimmune disorders. Now they're researching all kinds of birth stuff going on with it. It's uh, pretty intense when you start looking into some of the studies. And I'm not here to bash other businesses that sell it or anything like that. All I'm saying is when you choose to put something in your body, make sure it's the highest vibrational quality. And it Mm -hmm. doesn't have that. It's lacking any pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, things that uh, are the reverse of health. And there's a lot of health products on the market that claim to be healthy, but yet they're not glyphosate residue free. It's like, what are you doing? Like you're, they're, they're absorbing it even faster now. So the reason we went that route is because we have family, friends, people that we love, our customers that we just want to continue to provide the highest quality for. Truly. And if it's something that you're not just preaching, but practicing, but if you're talking about consuming this product every day and yeah. being able to be consumed every day, it's, it doesn't make sense not to make it the highest quality. I think that if we're going to spend the time and creating a relationship with our food and our, our routines, then they should be, you're right, at the highest quality. Um, I agree. And there's, there's hundreds of lawsuits out there now. There have been um, a lot of wins, actually, with people who have sued you know, companies saying that this person died of cancer because of exposure to glyphosate and Roundup to close proximity to glyphosate. So I think that having big companies like Organifi starting to really um, put emphasis on that is, I think that's where the change is going to start. I agree 100%. So it takes consumer education, which is why I'm so glad that you're doing this podcast and you're teaching people about it. I think that's super powerful. Okay. With Organifi, we all know on this podcast, I am obsessed with this, this company. I want to hear a little bit about your view on a plant dominant lifestyle. I say plant dominant because plant-based seems a bit aggressive. It's not really me. I don't do that. I'm not vegan but I try and be as high vibrational as possible with a little bit of flexibility. So like tequila, French fries, that type of thing. So what are your thoughts on a plant dominant lifestyle so far? Is that something that you practice? Absolutely. I've always been plant dominant. I'm not vegan either. I do like, uh, I, I have some really good buddies that are farmers and they have locally sourced meat, grass fed beef, you know, wild caught fish, different things of that. And I think it's necessary for my body type genetically. So looking at your genetics, looking how you process stuff, I think is super important. I like the Weston A price model too, looking at uh, where our ancestry is from based on our genetics and what is in our code, you know, what works for our overall health. And for me, what works is primarily um, those types of food plus adding plants primarily cooked plants because I'm Northern European descent. So lots of greens, um, you know, kale, chard. I love broccoli as well and all these other things. Um, And also, of course, juicing. Juicing is such a huge part of my lifestyle. I've been juicing every day for 11 years, you know, and I try to have a green drink every day, fresh pressed, as well as Organifi Superfoods. Yeah. So I think that's helpful. I think it's understanding your body type because just as different as you and I look on the outside, our insides are completely different. Mm-hmm. When it comes to fasting, what works for me is different than what works for you. So testing it. Mm-hmm. I, I have a levels thing on where I track my blood sugar all day and I look at my blood sugar and 
how my body feels and how hydrated I am. I do a phlebotomist test once a month. So I'm looking at my blood and I'm constantly changing, right? Yeah. It, I'm at a point in my life where I do have the abundance to have a private chef, somebody that cooks for me every single day. So I'm Same. rotating greens. I'm not getting hung up on different greens like every single day. Like I'm changing it. I'm going to the farmer's market. I'm supporting local gardens and uh, I'm growing my own food on my properties as well, which is super cool. That's great. I have my own bees, which is badass. Obviously not all of us are at that point quite yet with the chefs and the bees, but we're getting there. If someone is starting out in their health journey, they are saying, okay, fuck yeah, this guy looks awesome. He's fit. He's built. He's grown this incredible lifestyle and he's powerful and, and magnetic. I want to be more like X. So someone gets the greens juice powder. That's their first step. What is yes. something, what is something that they can implement into their wellness routine aside from something that they're physically consuming what would you recommend to a stranger on the street who wants to enhance their lifestyle and their natural energy what would you say is something that they can do add remove write more hugs that's lovely that's definitely <laughs> lovely i love that all right more I would, hugs i would say connection yeah for sure connection is so important um, if you don't have a dog and you have the ability to get a dog, I think dogs add years to our lives. And cardiovascular wise, they've proven this like in, uh, you know, aging people, they live, they just live longer. Their heart does better when you have a dog. Oh. So I would say a little four legger would be super powerful. Um, I'm a proponent. Of, I'm a proponent of sun gazing every day, looking into the sun for 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. No sunglasses, none of that. Just direct. And it's super important for our electrical body to have those different light codes that are sent to us every single day. So I would say that's a thing grounding into the earth, right? Feet planted into the earth. Mm -hmm. I live just a few blocks away from the ocean here in California. So jumping in the ocean, if get outside in nature, it doesn't matter where you are. If you're in the right. middle of the woods, you have an ocean of trees. There's the same ionic structure that's in the morphogenetic field of the trees in the forest as there is in the ocean. So it's important to bathe in that, bask in that. And I think it's, um, it's good for your electric body, your magnetic field, and also your biological body. Mm -hmm. so I like to work in those realms. So if, what, what can I do for Drew's electrical current today? Because everything's electricity, everything's frequency. Mm -hmm. And what can I do for the magnetic field of this person that we call Drew? And then I know that the biology is going to change through shifting and sorting through those different elements that I have in my field. So I'm looking at that, you know, what supplements do I need? Am I mineral deficient? I'm asking my body. I'm asking my intuition in the morning. Most people are. So most people are magnesium deficient. I reckon I totally recommend getting your magnesium checked. If that's low, then there's 400 other biochemical transactions in your body that are probably out of whack or misaligned, right? Hormones, that kind of stuff. So I would say those would be the basics. Having a solid morning rituals key, setting yourself up for success, gratitude in the morning, three to five things, write it down. I like jumping in the cold plunge first thing in the morning too, like 30, 35 degree water. It's Ooh, insane. Baba. Super cold. Like Damn, we're, going to, we're going to the mountains this weekend. Maybe we'll do that. I mean, it's still going to be 90 degrees. But Where are you going to go? Mountain water gets cold. Uh, we're going to Asheville on Friday. Yeah. I love Asheville. That's a little like vortex there too. Yeah. 
So you, you're in a little vortex yourself. So you have Sedona, which is a big one. Asheville's great. Um, yeah. Charleston feels like a fucking vortex sometimes, let me tell you. <laughs> Things are moving so fast in a slow space. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, my, my friend, uh, Vani Hari, lives over there, I think, still. You really? know the food babe? She used to live in Charlotte. I'll have to check with her. I don't know where she lives now. Well, you just let me know, and then her and I can connect. You, you yes. now, now we have mutual friends, so this is, yes. this is good to have. What do you really think about those tips? So I think getting into nature, absolutely. There's no question. There's no question. And I really believe, not believe, but I understand the impact of decompressing through negative ions. I feel like we are so supercharged that by putting our feet on the earth, getting really present, and being out in the real world. So we live close to the beach. There's a reason why people who live at the beach are super chill. People are like, yeah. oh, they're beach bums and things like that. Truly though, it's just, a, it's another way of a human becoming a little bit less positively charged. It's neutralizing you to a point of presence and really yes. allowing you to fully enjoy. So that's my stance on that. As far as staring into the sun, I also, you know, I'm about balance and the crow's feet, they're coming in and that's fine. They're beautiful, but you know, I'd like to minimize. So I'm you have no, like, you have no crow's feet. Oh, sweetie. It's Botox. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you it's balance. That's just the way it is. Thank you though. And I think that being outside in the sun, like putting my face like this in the sun. I love doing that. I walk my dog in the morning and he's super slow. What kind um, of dog? He's a black lab basset hound mix. So Aww. he's super short, long, looks like a lab. Everything looks like a lab, but his feet go out. So cute. He's incredible. He actually, over the past couple of months, well, he's my boyfriend's dog, but I, I that's my title now. And, um, yeah, he's your dog. Yeah. He's, you just he's take it on. Dog. Any, anytime you're dating somebody with a dog, it quickly becomes your dog. Yes. I was like, I pick up his turds twice a day. He's definitely mine. And he <laughs> is 13 years old. So he's hard of hearing and he's, he's getting old, but he's still super happy and click clacks. Yeah. Uh, he has gotten a little bit of vertigo lately, which is sad. So he looks like this like drunk old man walking around and like his feet topple over one another. And it's sad, but we give him half a Dramamine and he's st still happy. But yeah. Um, so I agree. The four-legged friends. I think it's his food. We give him really high quality. We did switch from like years ago, my boyfriend started cooking the dog his own food. So we give him like fish skins and his multivitamins and we give him green beans, carrots, sweet potatoes, and either we'll do a turkey or we'll do a beef. We'll alternate those vegetables, but we do like a little bit of dog food just in case he is out for some reason and needs regular dog food. We don't want him to be completely dependent, but yeah. I he used to have like these huge bald spots on his ass. And yeah. as soon as we switched his food or my boyfriend switched his food, they completely grew back in. He's got this beautiful coat of hair and he doesn't look like a normal dog who's 13. People are blown away when we tell him, when we tell them that he's 13. Yeah. I give, my dog, I give my dog our uh, probiotics and NAD. Okay, so you do do probiotics for the dog. Yeah. And all is good. Turds are solid. Oh, he is so healthy. He's such a healthy boy. What kind of dog? Golden Doodle. 
Oh, sweet. Yeah. What's sweet his name? Is, his name is Sage and he, he's totally a sage. So like, sage. He just teaches me every day. Oh, I completely you agree. You learn so much from dogs. You didn't know we were going to talk about dogs in this episode, did you? No, I didn't. But I think he's probably going to make an appearance in a moment and I'll tell this right now. I hope now. so. <laughs> I do too. Um, he'll come by and he'll be curious. But I definitely believe in negative ions, making sure that you're out in nature. Even if you're in New York or you're in Chicago, you're somewhere, you can get sunlight. You can, you can put your feet to the earth somewhere. Not that you have to like walk to Central Park every single day, but even yeah. having plants around your home, having some essential oils near them and kind of just creating a ritual around that I think is really, really beneficial. Yeah. So can I insert something there? Please. Everything. I think it's important to talk to your plants and like sing to them. Right. Yeah. And like what I, what I like to do, like that little plant behind you, I've already done it in my mind, but I'm just like squeezing it's, it's little leaf and like just telling it how much I love it. He's such yeah. a sweet plant and he's yeah. been so resilient and he's been a friend for yeah. a few years. They're like these living little beings. And most of the time people have plants in their house and they just walk by and they water them once a week. But you can literally develop a relationship with them. Like these plants are literally cleaning the energy field of every human that's around them. I like to sing to my plants. Is that weird? Well, you've set yourself up for this. Let's hear it. <laughs> All talk, no sing. <laughs> hey, it's kind of a personal thing, okay? Now I'm embarrassed. Fine. Fine, but I'm leaving this in. <laughs> Let's do no it. Edits. You have to. I'll so, write a song and then I'll I'll bring it out on Spotify. You can put it on your channel. Fine, or we'll we'll do a little duet when I go on your podcast. How about that? Yes. How about Deal. that? We'll, we'll come prepared. Oh, I wanted to add one more thing. Yes. For your health, this is the absolute most important thing, and you and I left it out. Do you know what that is? Pooping. Pooping's good. It starts with a P. Um, hold on. Praying. Prayers, prayers, great. I figure yeah, I was trying to argue. Yeah, some would argue that that's the most important thing, and yeah. I would. It would be I right just know up my there. My audience here. Too. Um, it would be purpose. So mm -hmm. feeling like you're contributing every day to something bigger than yourself, I think that shifts everything in your health. I agree. One hundred percent. I think about that with this podcast. I started it almost four years ago. Such a labor of love. I've always done all my own editing, all my own social media, everything, everything. Yes. And, and it's not because of a control thing. I'd love to get to a point where I had some help with this. I'm confident that I know how to do it. But I would never have kept going if I hadn't heard one person say, thank you for that episode or wrote a review. It means the world that you did this or whatever it is, not for the validation, but I knew that I wanted people to, I knew that I had something to say and the fact that people want to hear it, that's all I need. I don't need a lot of people, but I just, there's only one reason why I keep doing it. Yeah. Who do you think your listeners are? I think that they change a little bit every week to the people who are listening now. I think that there are a lot of people who are, I think that there's mostly women out there listening. Yes. I think that they are between like 20 and 48, a couple outliers. 48, very specific. Uh -huh. And I know this based on, yes, numbers like from Instagram and stuff like that, but I also know that they used to be 45 when they started listening and now they're around 48. I know that they have some, have some loyal listeners here, but there's something about women who just want 
a little bit of guidance and validation on where to start and knowing that it's okay to start and knowing that it's okay to change. But I think a lot of people are scared to change, but they know that there's that one thing that they want and they know what's holding them back. But I think that a lot of people are scared of shifting their friend group. I think people are scared of perception or yeah. of doing it wrong. So that's, that's part of what I see. Yeah. The whole friend thing. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Unable to leave behind maybe what they're comfortable with. Yeah. And I think that it's challenging to create, I, I think we have a lot of moms, a lot of single moms maybe, and wives and people who are busy. And I think that it is daunting sometimes to take that first step, whether it's because the perception of the money that it may cost, the perception yeah. of the consistency. I think that also, I think people are scared of really getting what they want because they know that's going to mean changing some things. Yeah, for sure. It was for me. I mean, I had to move completely. I was living in Florida at the time mm. and I was hanging out with guys that like to drink. So I was drinking on the weekend and this is when I was in my like twenties. Right. And I was like, all right, my life is not going to end up like this. I don't want to be like the 50 year old dude that's drinking every day or on the weekends, even like a weekend drinker, weekend warrior. Right. So I left all of those friends that I had and I started my own thing in California and it changed my life, but we have to be willing to leave 100%. And there's people that are taking from you right now and you feel it because you feel depleted every time you hang out with them, but you continue to hang out with them out of your own fear of loneliness. So it does not make them bad people. It does yeah. not make them bad friends. It I think they're not, bad. Oh, well, I, they might be bad in that situation for you, but what they're doing, that might be their path that might be their journey. And I, I, there's zero judgment to anyone who's, who thinks that it's, it's right for them and their constitution to drink whenever they want, like do what you want, as long as you're fully aware of like who you are as a person and what you want. If you think it's holding you back, then it's just a matter of like, are you complaining about something that you're adding to, you know? Um, yeah. I, constant complaining mm -hmm. and victim victim mentality is huge. I, um, I, I completely agree with you. I've had to shift that a lot. I think I went through a lot of victim mentality once my, when my mom died, I just thought like, I have to be this warrior. I have to do, do, do. And I have, because all of these things happened to me. And then I just, I had to kind of get out of that. And I was yeah. like, had to struggle a little bit to do that a lot, but it is where I am right now. But yeah, getting out of the victim mentality is huge. How are you doing with the whole mom stuff? Um, a lot of people think that, you know, I was actually just talking to a friend the other day about this. A lot of people think that when you are, when you lose a parent, when you lose a loved one, it's, it's like it's Mother's Day or it's their birthday or something, but it's, for me, it's not. Yeah. For me, it's, for me, it's this podcast because she was a professional public speaker for yeah. me, it's sunsets or seeing something yellow or just being in the car on a Tuesday at two. It, there's, for me, there's not a specific trigger. Yeah. Um, for me, it's more once I, if I fully am quiet to myself, I, I'll start sobbing because then I can feel my emotions. It took me like two years to get unnumb from it. 
because I was so yeah. close to it when it happened. But yeah, I'm seeing it in your field, and I just want to let you know that I'm here. And I know you don't know me from from Ed, but I'm sending you lots of love, girl. It's yeah. it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. Yeah, you understand it too. It, you understand yeah. it on a way crazier level. Yeah. Not to compare, but you know loss, you know grief, and you know abandonment, whether it was intentional or not. Yeah. And you had to go through it while thinking, okay, my my birth parents, they didn't treat me with love. That's what is ingrained in you. We learned so much of what we, who we are before the age of seven. And yeah. then we're just grown we live this world where it's normal to feel anxiousness about abandonment or we're not good enough or physical harm is the answer. Yeah. Cause then we become consumers, you know, mm-hmm. like if I'm not good enough, then I can be a consumer and I can buy all the big corporate elite stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you know who you really were and you know who was walking with you in every step of the day, then you would never feel the desire to have anything outside of, what you are because what you are is the miracle mm-hmm. what you are is love and we're just returning to that every day in every moment yeah That's beautiful thank you for um thank you for asking yeah no. you and i could go super deep and it would probably be off of this podcast that every woman should have knowing that they're the greatest portal for love on the planet and you are the ultimate receiver Like your whole entire energy is made to receive. But so many women have it backwards because this masculine patriarchal society in which we live has taught them the idea that you need to work, that you need to do in order to create. Right? I beg to differ. I actually think the greatest power you have is to simply let go and surrender and allow yourself to be used. And then that's when the miracles will come. That's when the magic, it's already there. But because we think we have to do, right? My greatest ideas, my greatest insights come to me when I'm receiving. So the feminine aspect of Drew, right? I like to think that the Holy Ghost is feminine in spirit. Father, Son, the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is like the female aspect. And when I feel that in my heart, when I'm able to sit, and if it's fucking crying for an hour, it's important for you to have that medicine mm-hmm. and just be in that. And that's okay. It's sometimes challenging when you want to do this work so bad. And then it, it takes a rare conversation like this to remind you that other, that people get it and that other people are in it. So many of us are in it, but so many of us are, are still in that numb. And I know even, you know, my partner and a lot of my friends they don't, they're not going to think about this, but so it's, it's, it's a challenge. I think that it's a challenge within itself in order to just be still and knowing that a lot of the people you surround yourself with at all times aren't, aren't going to understand. And that's why the eagle flies alone. And the eagle is the bird that goes above the storm. And that's what a leader is. And that's what you are. And you can call that in. You can call in partnership and friendship with people that are just as tapped in as you are. Making the list 
of 12 qualities or more of what you're looking for in these friendship circles, in a conversation. You know, today I'm just desiring this conversation that goes deeper than beyond the mundane TikTok, swipe left, swipe right society in which we live. I want to fucking cry with somebody. I want to look into somebody's eyes and see their soul, right? I want to see the avatar state behind the human meat suit that's in front of me. And I want to feel what it feels like to look at somebody and see God. Mm-hmm. Show me that. And you'd be surprised at what presents itself in this holographic illusion in which we live. It'll show up 99% of the time. I think Faster people are hungry for that. They I are. Really, I really do. Yeah, they are. Because I can't so tell you how, how many times I've gone out with just one girlfriend or gone for a drink. Hey, um, gone out for, <laughs> gone out for just a drink or a dinner with someone and just a girlfriend. And we end up having this super intense conversation about our lives and, and there's not one topic that would, doesn't come up, but it's yeah. not a busy conversation. It's just deep. You see that person and you're just clicking and firing on all cylinders. I think that more people want that. And I feel like if it's it's like seeing a puddle and not knowing if that puddle is going to be a hundred feet deep or an inch deep, I think that people are just kind of scared to take that deep that step. Mm-hmm. But that's a you know, beautiful analogy. Thank you. Yeah. So I think that all in all, all encompassing, it's it's fair to also say make that list of twelve for yourself. Yes. You know? I love that. And that's a, the whole other thing is whatever qualities you're looking for in another person is the qualities that you have in you the most. Mm-hmm. And there's a cool exercise you could do where it's like you write down a person that you hate in history, somebody like you absolutely loathe. What are the three qualities of that person that you just hate? And then you do it for somebody you love. What are the three qualities you love about this person? So the three qualities that you hate are the qualities that you dislike about yourself more than any. And the qualities that you love are the qualities that you love in yourself. If you wanted to take that a step further, you could send it to three people that you love that are in your life and ask them to describe you. Mm. That will give you feedback of how you're showing up in the world real time to them. But I will tell you, my friend, like when you start going deep with people like this, the world will start opening up and your connection, like you'll feel this deep resonant connection that is so worth it. So trying to plunge into that puddle, like you said, like that beautiful example, how deep can we go? Mm-hmm. Don't be the surface person. There's too many surface people on this planet. I mean, we think about it. It's, it's exhausting to just use those two areas of your brain. Imagine, imagine going to the gym every single day and working out one butt cheek or one bicep and that's just your life. And that's because that's all, you know, because you're not looking at all the other people working out around you, but then you are, you notice you open your eyes fully, you take off your blinders or you unplug your headphones and you're like, that guy's doing a bicep curl. That guy's doing a sprint, you know, all these things were like, Oh my God, I can fully evolve. So, you know, we don't need to just flex the one area of our brain. I mean, I've been working out one butt cheek for like the past five years. And let me tell you, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's for um you guys can follow drew cannoli on OnlyFans, and yeah i knew you were gonna say that damn it that <laughs> okay. only fans check it out i'm gonna tap back in we're gonna tap back in just to i want to hear a little more about your physical daily routine 
So yes. tell me about, walk me through 11 years ago, day in the life compared to day in the life now. And yeah. of course it's going to look different for everybody, but for our male listeners or for our women who have men or husbands or partners, whatever it is, who are a bit trepidatious about adopting some of these changes. I know that sometimes it can feel like you're being pushed in so many different directions, but I think that from hearing it from a man's perspective who is not only financially successful, but has overcome a lot of things, you have overcome weight, you have overcome health issues, you've overcome abuse, trauma, financial. Talk to us about a day in the life of Drew and now. Yeah, I think, um, but I love waking up. The first thing I do is do a um, yoga, yoga nidra and I scan my body and ask my body, is there any area that has inflammation? Is there any chains, energetic cords that I need to break? Any programs that I picked up yesterday that are no longer serving me that I can release? Any uh, mental images that I need to erase from my prefrontal cortex or my brain, right? And I do this, it takes like five minutes in bed and I'm just laying through, scanning my body, going over these questions. And I'm almost dropped into a theta state because the first 30 minutes of the day we're in theta, which is a slower brainwave state, which gives us more access to our unconscious mind. And um, it's super powerful. Sometimes I'll drift off into a lucid dream and then have questions in the lucid dream too, that kind of thing. But that's generally the start of the day. I really try to springboard out of the bed. I don't have an alarm. I've never used a, an alarm. I've always told my body when it's going to get up and it's always woken me up at like the exact time. Like what time? I find, I find the more, usually 4.30. I find the more I, she's like, screw that. Hi guys. <laughs> I find the more energy I use to jump out of bed, the more energy I have during the day. I find other times when, you know, I, I had like mild depression for a year and I would just lay in bed and I'd get up out of bed nice and slow. And then the morning was slow. I'm like, there's a, there's something to this. So now I take some big breaths. <sighs> I even make like animalistic, like primal noises. And then I launch myself out of bed because the launch is how I start my day. And then I'm literally 32 ounces of water. I drink first thing in the morning with some salt, Celtic sea salt, maybe a little cayenne pepper. Do you do that too? My guy. Yeah, you do that. Nice. So I drink 32 ounces of water, 30 minutes. I'll have a little espresso. I'm journaling. I'm writing first thing in the morning. I love to write. So and then I read, I'm reading right now. I'm reading this book called transformation through intimacy. So these oh, are very, it. very powerful books that you can read. Um, and then you just fill your mind with things that maybe you didn't know before, right? First 30 minutes after I write journal gratitude, those things hydrating still. And I take my supplements. So I'll do some aminos. I'll drink Organifi green juice. I'll take my fish oil. I'll take a little theanine. I'll take some cerebellum activating things. I'll take some lion's mane. I mean, I'm the supplement guy, the weird dude that takes all these supplements, right? Mm -hmm. So, and then I get my mind right. And then I head to the gym and I work out with three or four of my buddies. We got a little wolf pack. I think it's important to have the, the male to male connection so that we can vent to each other. And the problems that we have as men, we can bring to other men versus bringing all of our problems and nuances to our lady friends, right? So then I, we have breakfast together like five days a week and we, we pray before breakfast together. So you got these big meathead guys 
holding hands in the wherever we're eating and then sometimes the people that work there will come over and pray with us and then the people see it there's like this whole energetic shift in the restaurant wherever we are and then uh usually i come back to the house or i'll just go to the ocean and jump in reset myself something important tell me about breakfast what are you eating Uh, so breakfast it's breakfast is my favorite meal of the day right so now that I'm single, like my dates consist of working out, going to breakfast, going to the ocean, like things that I normally do anyway. So breakfast time, usually it's right now it's probably five or six eggs. I have like sweet potatoes with some grass fed butter cooked in that and uh, super clean, lots of veggies. And then I'll usually have like a 32 ounce glass of green juice, fresh pressed after that. And I take some aminos as well. Then I'll do my um, BPC-157 or any peptide that I have to, for recovery or for skin, because there's peptides for everything, right? And then, um, yeah, I come back to the house and I, it's about nine o'clock, which is when we have our Organifi call. So I'll just get on there and, and witness and just send love to the whole Organifi squad, which is an amazing crew, by the way. It's amazing. We were talking about this before the call. You have yeah. got a really great team. They get it. Yeah. And then I'll jam out for a little bit, 15 to 20 minutes. I'll play the guitar, the piano, and I'll sing to my plants. And then I'll get ready for the day. And you're single. Yeah. I got friends in California who <laughs> yeah. send them your way. You know, hook it up. All right. We'll hook it up. I, um, I have buddies that are like, you need to go on these dating websites and do this. And I, I'm just, I don't think I'm the dating website guy. You said it yourself, I'm, the less you do, the more magnetic you become. I'm going to source an amazing queen. She's coming in. So for the past year, I've been going through this like rediscovery process of what do I really want to leave? What's my legacy? So I've been asking more legacy questions. What can I do? What can I leave behind to this planet? Right. And uh, I'm a writer. I've written 12 books. So I'm in the process of writing another book. Um, and I'm, I've just launched the Drew and You podcast like a month and a half ago. We got like 45 episodes already, which I got I to gotta have you on my show for sure. For sure. We're gonna go, we got to go deep. Let's just cry. <laughs> That'll be a weepathon show. Like one hour of theta brain crying. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And I, I'm really getting into music. So I want to create an album. I have my own 432 hertz, you know, healing music, conscious music, high vibe type stuff. And then, of course, Organifi. So I'm very much, I, I love selling. Like selling is one of my, enrolling, I like to call it, is one of my favorite things. Uh, it's about people believing in the highest vision of who they are. If I can give them a superfood or an adaptogen that puts them in a feel-good state, then I know their day is automatically going to be better. So I'm just beating the drum of that. And I know there's so many messages out in the world today where it's like, you need to do this to be healthy or, you know, don't look at your diet. Don't look at nutrition. Don't look at your own body's natural, innate, divinely intelligent resource. Instead, do this, right? And I'm like on that, the natural immunity team. I'm like, hey, Mother Nature, she's got us covered. She already has all the answers. And that's why I love, I create content. So filming videos, podcasts. Um, I like doing funny videos too. 
Like those are probably my favorite. I think humor is like a way to get into people's hearts. Agreed. Completely so, agreed. Being different characters. I got like 15 different wigs I like to wear. When you come out to Cali, we'll have to act out something. Done. Not a yeah. role play, guys. Get your head out of the fucking gutter. Yeah, guys. Come on. Why you got to be so perverted? This is a rapid fire question. Okay. Yes. One word answers. Do you drink alcohol? Occasionally. What's it's your drink of choice? Uh, tequila. Really good tequila. Favorite kind of tequila? Uh, 1942 or Azezul or something like that. And I like a good glass of red wine every once in a while. I see you as but a wine guy. I'm talking once a month. Not a lot. Got it. It just, it's, um, yeah, it's a celebration thing. Agreed. I used to drink a lot. And luckily we have Organifi liver. So that helps a lot. Yeah, true. Okay, what is your favorite Organifi green supplement or supplement? Organifi gold. Organifi gold. I'm drinking yeah. the gold chai right now. It's really good. Oh my god, you're making me so jealous. It's, I wish I could just reach through the screen and like grab it. It's nice. And I, what I like about it is that it doesn't um I I can put it in my coffee too. So Yeah. It it's not it's like a chai latte a bit, but I know it has a bunch of good shit in it. You probably would be good at making your own coconut like whipped cream. I have made coconut whipped cream. You got skills. I can tell. I'm like, I'm she, she knows how to use a blender. I'm good when I, I'm, I'm good with my hands when I want to be. <laughs> when I want to be. When but, I want to be. <laughs> well, more so I'm like, if I'm feeling experimental, otherwise it's just a bunch of shit in a bowl and people... People think that if I'm a nutritionist, then my, I should be an amazing chef. These two are two different things. <laughs> and that is not me. That is and, true. You know? Yeah, because I've had chefs that are nutritionists, and then I've had chefs that are probably a little bit overweight. And the people that, you know, a little overweight, their food's just a little bit better. I'm just saying. And I know a bunch of lean people who are brilliantly healthy and amazing with food, but I, I can make it look pretty. But like, I don't know the timing. I don't know how long to roast a fish. I don't know. I can't braise anything. I just kind of, I keep yeah. it simple. I keep it simple. Thank you so much for your time, all of your time. Tell us where we can find you and what you have coming up next personally and with Organifi. Yeah, you can uh, definitely Organifi.com, right? And I think i we built a page for you, right? For your family, like the people that listen to your podcast. Yes. So family, you guys make sure you're checking out Organifi. You can go to Organifi.com backslash H-T-H or just go to Organifi.com and type in hotter than health. No, just type in H-T-H. Here I am. H-T-H. Amazing at selling. I love the name hotter than health. That's so Thank good. You. And then uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram, Facebook. It's just at Drew Canole, and we'll have that in the show notes for you too. For sure. So there's that and drewandyou.com. You can check that out as well, which is where my podcast is. Be on uh, the lookout for a podcast swap coming up. Yes. And maybe a YouTube video too. Yeah. Love it. Let's do a video. Let's do it. Well, thank you so much for your time. You're amazing. What a wealth of knowledge. And I'm sure that we can all dry our tears now and go about our day feeling healthier and better. Um, And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of Hotter Than Health. I know we all learned so much from Drew. And if you guys aren't already following him, make sure you check him out on Instagram at Drew Canole, C-A-N-O-L-E. And again, 
If you got any value from this episode, make sure you go onto iTunes or on the little purple podcast app on your phone and search Hotter Than Health. Leave us a review. If you want to make it super easy, you can go to the link in my Instagram bio or the link in the show notes and you can just click on the link. It'll take you right there. Bada bing, bada boom, you're there writing a review. It means the world. Rate us five stars so that more people can find us on iTunes. Hit follow if you're listening on Spotify so we can show up a little higher in Spotify searches as well. And make sure, you're making sure of a lot of things today, but as you know, you can always get a beautiful 20% off discount if you go to OrganifiShop.com backslash HTH or use code HTH at checkout. Make sure that you are checking out the green juice, the gold juice, and the protein powder. You will not go wrong. Again, that's code HTH for 20% off at checkout. We'll talk to you guys next week.